Welcome to TCC Alive, a podcast of Tulare Community Church. How to love Jesus. How to love Jesus is in the Bible. And we're not talking about the feelings kind of love. Not the kind of love that we would have, let's say, for a spouse or a child or something like that where we, we just love them. It's hard to explain. It's, it's very difficult to define love in that regard. We feel it. We can talk about it with one another because we've all experienced that. But Jesus was very... Very straightforward when he told the disciples and in the Old Testament, you know, love God with all your heart, soul, and mind uh, and keep his commandments and he will bless. In John 14, 15, he says this. This is right from Jesus's lips. If you love me, you will keep my commands. That's how we express our love for our God. He sees into our lives. He sees into our very persons. We have those that believe in Jesus. We have the Holy Spirit living within us, and so we are known inside and out and throughout. But what do we do to show our motivation? What do we do to show that there's a difference in us now that we believe and trust in Jesus Christ? How should we act? How should we walk? How should we talk? How should we think? The Bible is quite clear about that. If we read the Bible prayerfully, Jesus was confronted by experts in the law in Matthew and asked which is the greatest commandment. Of course, he wasn't interested uh, in the answer. He He just wanted to see if there was a way that he could discredit Jesus. Jesus said, the greatest commandment is this, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And there's another one. He says, that's the greatest commandment, but there's another one that is like it. When Jesus said it's like it, it means it's the same. And that's to love your neighbor as yourself. He said, in these two commands are all of the law and the prophets. Law and the prophets is idiomatic for the Bible. The whole Bible rests on those two commands. And we need to be about loving Jesus. He loved us. In fact, we don't even know how to love unless we love God. The world does not love The world does not teach love. We learned about love from God in the way that he relates to us on a corporate and individual basis. He was, Jesus was teaching his disciples 
about love, about followership. And he, he says these words from John 14. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. That's what we want. That's what it's all about, is to be with Jesus. To be with Jesus, to love Jesus, and be involved with Jesus for the rest of eternity. That's that's what we want. Jesus then says, and you know the way where I am going. Well, Thomas, no doubting Thomas, said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way. I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He says the Father, coming to the Father, he's already told them he wants them to come to be where he is, but he wants them to know that he understands they have only understood God as Father God, as Jews. Now it's different. It's different now that they can understand that God is God in three persons. Still one God. We don't understand it. Don't try to understand it. It'll make you nuts. It's a thing we have to accept from the Bible, from the lips of Jesus. This is how he says it. If you had known me, you would have known the Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe on account of the works themselves. The works we're talking about are those things Jesus did, not just the miracles. Now, those are outstanding. There's no doubt about that. Not only the the healings and the wonders and the signs and all of that, but the general lifestyle of Jesus Christ as he walked among us on this earth. Helping here, helping there, teaching, preaching, 
giving a, a, a helping hand. Those things are the works of God. They are what we were made for. And they were made for us. Philippians 2.10 says it. That we're given grace. It's not of ourselves. It's a gift of God. So that we might be able to perform the works that have been prepared for us from the beginning. And what are those works? Well, the works, to start with, is to keep the commandments. Keep God's commandments. You know them. I know them. We've preached about them. You've heard them being preached about for all your lives. That's not what I'm here to talk to you about today. That's, that's given in a negative Aspect, thou shalt not, but all through the scriptures, there are thou shalts as well. The things to do, the, the, the wonders and the miracles, listen to this. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these will he do because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. What do you do? Check in with yourself for a minute. Yes, you break the commandments every day. Every day you sin, but every day you are forgiven. You have wonderful capability of confession and repentance and restoration and forgiveness from God so that that should not impact our works, our daily lives at all. You just need to be aware of it so that you can work on it, but don't let it stop you. That's what the devil says. The devil says, well, you're not good enough. See that thing you did the other day, that thing you said the other day? Well, you can't be like Jesus because of that. You're unworthy. What he wants us to do is just sit down and mull our unworthiness, feel bad and estranged from the body because of our sin, when in fact that's not what God wants, that's not loving Jesus. That's paying attention to ourselves. To love Jesus, we need to pay attention to others. I I know this church. I've been here 13, 14 years, involved in ministry all through different sections of this church and stuff, and I know that we do good works. 
but we do them mainly on a corporate level. Hear me now. Hear this. We do most of our good works on a corporate level, and that's loving Jesus corporately, but how do we love Jesus individually, personally? Well, you keep his command to love your neighbor as yourself. That's a hard one. I understand. But it involves going. It involves speaking. It involves praying. It involves the feet and the hands and the heart. There's ways that are easier to do but are just as fulfilling than something you come up with on your own. We see this in in church planting, how churches and individuals in those churches become responsible for the growth, both spiritual and numerical, in those church plants. I'm reminded of a father and son in, in one of the churches that just heard a sermon on giving. And the father and the young boy were walking home from the church, and uh, the boy had an allowance in his pocket, you know, a buck or two, something like that. And they came upon this beggar. And the boy pulled on his father's arm and says, stop, I want to give him something. So he reached in his pocket, got out his allowance, and gave it to the man. The man said, thank you and God bless you. The father looked down at his son, for they didn't have any money. The father had worked diligently to put enough money together to give his son a little bit of money so that he could get candy or some kind of small game or something like that. And the father said, why did you do that? And the son said, because that's what we were told this morning. We were told to give. The father began to cry and hugged his son and realized right then that that's what it's about. Now, there's other ways. Some other churches have gone to baseball and soccer games and handed out bottles of water. The individuals would go out into the crowd and just give them a bottle of water and say, you know, this, this is gift to you, it's free of charge. It's our church. Other ones have done gift wrapping. They picked a Walmart or something like that, a Target, got permission and set up a table outside and did free gift wrapping in the name of Jesus and in the name of their church. Others have gone house to house with cookies You name it. Some of the stories that 
we've run into from just knocking on doors with people who were about to kill themselves. People in such despair, they didn't know what to do. They were frozen in life. Others about ready to divorce. And, and all of these things were turned around based on individual ministries loving Jesus by loving our neighbors as ourselves. We can do this. We can do it and we should do it and we're commanded to do it. I, I ask you, I beg and implore you to do ministries. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. I don't care how disabled you are. You can do it. You can love Jesus you can keep his command to love others as yourself. And when you do, guess what? You're the one that gets the greatest pleasure. It's never happened differently than this, than that I'd sent out people from a church and they've gone out and done something and come back. What do they say? Well, man, that, that was rough. No, they don't. They come back and say, we were the ones that were blessed. When can I do it again? The devil says, that's enough. One and done. You've done it. Jesus says, keep on doing it. Walk with me. Walk with me. Be my disciple. Follow me. Pick up your cross and follow me. That's how he said it. Will you? It's a matter of making a choice. Choose Jesus. Choose to love Jesus. Let's pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Yeah, this... This has not been a glowing, over-the-top kind of message, but it is so important. It is so important, Heavenly Father, that we reach out individually and as a church. Thank you for the ways in which we do that, but all of the pastoral staff, all uh, uh, of those pastoral staff around the world all see that we can all do more. Help to free us, free us up by giving us power and authority in the Holy Spirit and realize that we have it. And help us put these words to practice in our lives and love Jesus all the more. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you want to know more about the ministries and mission of Tulare Community Church, visit us at tccalive.org.